0: This is episode 153 of the Inner Fight Podcast with Greg Hammond. Welcome to InnerFight Podcast. My name is Marcus Smith, founder of InnerFight.com. In this podcast, we speak to Greg Hammond from Concept2. Yep, those are the machines that make you hurt every single time you get on them. No matter where you are in the world, thanks for tuning into the show. Let's jump right in. Now, the guy that I have on the podcast today is a gentleman all the way from Vermont, from the United States of America, by the name Greg Hammond. Now, if you think about the name Greg Hammond, it might not ring a bell, but when I tell you the company that he's associated with, alarm bells are going to be going off in all different ways. Greg, thanks a lot for coming on the podcast with us today. How's things over there in the U.S.?
1: It's, uh, it's good. I mean, uh, we're getting ready on the rowing side for the big head of the Charles Regatta that's going to be in Boston, and you know, fall is here, so people are starting to think about training indoors a little bit more, so helps business. Well,
0: you've just given that away. Absolutely where you're from, concept to the home. You know, I, I actually say to people, when people say to me, I'm going to buy a rowing machine, and I'm thinking, and I'm like, no, no, stop there. You're only thinking about Concept2, aren't you? I mean, you guys are the kings of row Machine. If it's not a Concept2, I generally just don't get on it. You're from Concept2 over there in the States, mate. Tell us a little bit about your your background and how you ended up at Concept2 and what you've got going on.
1: Uh, well, how I came here is you know, I'm from Vermont originally, uh, but I went to, to school, to university for health science with a with a focus on corporate wellness. So I, right. I had this idea that I was going to go out and I was going to make all these factory workers fit and <laughs> things were going to be great. And then I realized that it's really hard to train unmotivated people yeah. um, sometimes. Uh, but when I was tasked to buy equipment and with a limited budget, I would always go back to the concept, too, because for the price, you know, you could have it for 10 years, put no money into it. It's already it was a good bargain at the time. So I'd buy them for my corporate wellness business, but I had friends that worked at the company. And every time I called up to check on my friends, they're either out skiing or rowing <laughs> or running or working out. I'm like, don't you guys work at all? And then when I decided I wanted to go back and start working with athletes again, uh, the first place I called, I'm like, you know, concept two, is there any, any openings? And that's when I started way back in 96. Wow.
0: Yeah. So you've been there coming, coming up 20 years, 18 years now.
1: Yeah, it's um and it's been great. It's, I mean, it goes by really quick basically because of the people I get to work with. I not just my coworkers here but in um, the owners of the company but uh you know the crossfitters, the Police and fire and the action sports guys I get to work with. It's, they're all, it's like talking to buddies.
0: That's Zone. I mean, it does make it a lot different when you're, when you're enjoying going to work and maybe not spending too much time in the office, as you said. Tell us a little bit about concept two though. How, how did it all start? And I mean, your product line is, is growing, but it's not, it's not huge at all. So how, how does the, how's the company, where does it come from? And, and how did, how the hell did they come up with the best rowing machine and no one is anywhere near you? <laughs>
1: Well, you know, it, it came out of a necessity, which most great inventions come from. Um, we make three products, really. Yeah. Um, carbon fiber racing oars for rowing, for true. Uh, the indoor rowing machine. And then the, now the new Skier. And the way it came about is Peter and Dick, the two founders of Concept2, who still are here every day, work every day, yeah. work out with us every day. Um, they were training for the Olympics. They were the first guys to make a non wooden racing more. Um, but they're also from new England area. Of course we have winters that are pretty, pretty (laughs) nasty. So they needed a a way to train and there was a rowing machine out there. An older one called a a, a gamut ergometer, which wasn't really great. So they decided to make one out of an old bicycle and mounted to the floor of the barn. And they're going to train on that. Um, (laughs) They made one, they they used it to train, and then after the Olympic thing, Dream was kind of fading. They're like, hey, you know, we got a product here. We should try to put this out there. And that's when the Model A first came out in 82.
0: Wow. Did they ever make it so, to the Olympics?
1: Uh, Dick did, and his wife, Judy, who's another founder, they were both in the Olympics. Wow. Peter and Dick, as a pair, just missed rowing together as brothers um, uh, in the Olympics, So, I mean, we were born out of sport. We are born at, you know, working with athletes first. Um, The fitness thing basically came out of athletes training for sport, which is, I think, the way it should be. I mean, you don't see the sport of ellipticaling out there. Um, You know, you, you do see cycling and you see good, you know, good trainers for cycling now and things like that. But I think the best fitness equipment comes from the basis of training elite athletes and it works for everybody.
0: Absolutely. Does talk, talk us through a little bit about, about the machines. I mean, they haven't really changed a great deal. I think I, think I remember doing my first competition on, on a Concept 2 when I was 16 years old. And when I think back to the machine that I did it on then to what we have in the gyms now, there's really not much change at all. So what, what's the sort of what's the concept behind it? Like you said, it's like an old bicycle wheel, which is the sort of fan at the moment and you just yank it with the chain. And so where, where did it all come together?
1: Yeah, so it is, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, we're able to keep the, the cost down and, and, you know, as low as we can, and, and it's kind of like why it lasts forever. It's basically been a, broken down to it. It's a fan. In the Model A, it literally was a bicycle wheel that yeah. had a weight attached to it, so you got a certain type of inertia, and these plastic cards that would bu- buffer up against the air, and that would cause the kind of the resistance. We ended up taking that bicycle wheel and putting it in the enclosure that you're more familiar with yeah, now. Yeah. Um, but the same idea is it sucks air in and diffuses out the outside of the pan and that's where you get your loading. Right. The more air that gets sucked in by how hard you pull is kind of what's going what's gonna determine, you know, I guess you would call it your resistance. But the magic is really in the monitor. The monitor itself registers how fast the flywheel slows down between strokes. Right. And that's what allows us to set the damper whatever you want competition and a guy who rose on a 10 or a guy who rose on a three it's still a fair fight basically
0: yeah let's ju- let's jump into that because there's probably and and i know you guys actually have an, an, an awesome article on, on your site about damper setting of the questions, okay, everyone knows a, a, a rowing machine makes you really tired, makes you hurt a lot, but the main question that you get is, what damper setting should I have it on? Give us a, a bit of a background on that, and, and is there any secrets for people to make it any, I guess people are trying to make it easier or, 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 or to finish a 500 meter or a 1k quicker. What's the, what's the secrets of the trade there?
1: You're right. That's the probably the biggest question we have. And everybody wants there to be a secret. They want that <laughs> trick, you know, it's yeah. like, what's going to get me from a 632K to a, you know, to a 515? There's got to be like a switch <laughs> I can flick or something like that. And when it comes down, there's no real trick. And, um, you know, there. Everyone thinks there's tricks for all things that, you know, with the CrossFit games, yeah. you know, whether it's a calorie row or it's a, a straight distance, you know, 3K, my phone lights up with, tell me what I need to, to do now. It's yeah. like right before the events. And really when it comes down to it is knowing the machine um, and where you're going to be most efficient. Right. A lot of athletes, especially bigger, stronger athletes um, who don't necessarily know the machine – say they get the best score on a damper setting of 10 all the way up. Um, it's not – if they're getting good scores on, on damper settings that high, they could get, be getting even better scores at a lower damper setting. And it's really? going to be based on where you're most efficient. And the analogy on our website, and you can kind of get an idea, it's like on a bike. You know, you could push a big gear – and go fast or you could push a lower gear and you could actually kind of spin and be able to handle it better. It really depends on a couple of things, how far the event is
0: yeah,
1: um, and well, that's the big thing. And then also how big an actual athlete you are. And that comes to play more is that as you initiate the drive with your legs and your core, yeah. somebody with more mass is also their inertia is helping pull the chain slightly. So, yeah. I mean, a bigger person would tend to have a higher damper setting but there's nobody racing the fastest guy in the world on a rowing machine doesn't row any higher than 7 on any distance you
0: know well, that's and, the thing and fastest it, over, it, over what distance
1: um that's that's you know the top guys like when we look at the the world indoor rowing championships which is based on 2k it's kind yep. of the standard yep. if you're going to make a rowing program or anything it's the 2k yeah um the top guys are probably the heavyweight men which is Believe it or not, heavyweight and rowing, which seems kind of crazy, is anything over um, 160 pounds. Right. Um, which, as a CrossFitter, if you hear those guys, it, you know they don't even consider you a man unless you're 200. Yeah. So, <laughs> 71, uh, 71 kilos
0: in our, in our money, which yeah, is not that much.
1: Right, exactly. So, um, and like, unfortunately for me, not you know my background wasn't on on water rowing. I'm I'm considered a uh, heavy. You know, guy, I'm a heavyweight, but I'm only 5'10, whereas normal heavyweight rowers, you know, could be 6'5, 6'4. And that does lend itself to having longer levers going further down the rail. But if if someone really wanted to become efficient, the first thing they need to do is figure out how to get the drag number on the monitor, which is actually showing you this, it's giving you a numerical number basically on, on how fast the flywheel is slowing down between strokes. And I find the sweet spot for most people in a 2K is going to be right around a drag number of anywhere between 115 and 120 drag factor. Right. Um, I know mine, whether I'm doing uh, a 2K or a 5K, that's my drag setting. If I'm doing the old school CrossFit kind of bar trick, what's your 500 meter? I'll raise it up, you know, Uh because I can handle more pain for less time. Um, and, and I might take it up to like a seven or eight and, and, you know, on a 500 meter fly and die, you're basically just blowing yourself up. And, um, and then you're done. You fall over. Your friends make fun of you, and you're you're done.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll we'll come on to. I'm sure you've got some funny stories about people absolutely blowing themselves up. Uh, we'll, we'll come on to that in a bit. Talk, talk us through. We, we've touched on we've touched on the, the the rowing machine. You guys also. Then when did you launch? You've got the the ski erg as well.
1: Yes. When yeah, when did machine? So again, talk about how we came from sports. So the. One of the brothers, uh, Dick Dreisigacker, um, his kids are on the Olympic biathlon, ski and shoot biathlon team. Yeah, and we've actually all been a lot of us here being from Vermont. We a lot of us raced Nordic ski racing. I mean, that right. was my background in college and and things like that. So there's probably about I don't know a third of the company are all skiers, and you know we always kind of toyed around with the idea. Pete and Dick actually had a prototype, probably. You know, 20 years ago on this machine that was based on the calibration and the flywheel of the rowing machine that would help you train for Nordic skiing. Right. Um, but it was never quite right because if you use the chain technology, you lose that feel that you're going to get on gliding on snow. Um, although it would work the same core muscles, you know, we say rowing is going to be 60 40. You know, quad and core to upper body, whereas the skier, if you might do 60-40 the other way, you know, upper body, core, and quads being the 40. Um, It does work the legs, you know, a lot. Uh, It's a a great machine, and and the U.S. Olympic team way back, I don't know, I think it was two Winter Olympics ago, they had issue with compartment syndrome in the lower leg, and they needed a machine that they could keep their cardio up but not use their lower body. So they would actually have this machine at the time. We thought we were going to call it a skier. And they were kind of testing the prototypes and they did it from a bar stool. Right. Uh, and they would just use their upper body just to keep their cardio and, uh, and fitness up while they're rehabbing from, you know, whatever their lower leg injury was. Got you.
0: I mean, we're, we're obviously seeing them come around a lot more these days as well in, in things like CrossFit and functional fitness and in, in, in a across crossfit style of of training as well and 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 people opting i've seen a lot of crossfit gyms recently where ski ergs are in there as well as the uh, as well as the rowing machine so it's definitely something that's 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 taken off
1: well the nice thing is the monitor is the same so as far as subbing you know in, in any type of circuit training whether it be you know regular functional training crossfit training or whatever um you know you can give somebody that type of workout where you know 250 meters go yeah. do box jumps go do something else and it's not going to be all that far off unless the person's like a really good rower their rowing times and their skiing mm-hmm. times will be you know uh not necessarily comparable one-to-one but close enough that it will work yeah. um and it also allows in you know, a large clientele um the ability to if somebody like i said has an injury where they they can't use the you know, lower portion of the leg, or they're an adaptive athlete, which is a big part of the skier erg as well. They could wheel up in their chair. They could do the same wad everybody else is doing, oh, and they sorry. don't have to have somebody transferring them from the machine to their chair and back and yeah. forth. So it's very easy machine to throw into group classes and things like that.
0: You said you said there that the, the times that you see uh, with people from from the skier to to, to the to the, to the erg is 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 similar. Is that, is that often? Because, I mean, we, we're actually having a conversation about this. The, re, the reason why I asked this question is the Dubai Fitness Championship, which kicked off last weekend. You'd be happy yeah. to know the the qualifying to get into it, anyone could qualify from, from the country. And actually quite a few guys, uh, from, from the US were here. Garrett Fisher from, from CrossFit. I the, saw that. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's been over and Daniel Petro as well and a few, few other guys. Miko Rompa, who, who's also been to the CrossFit games a few times actually lives in, in the country now. But these, yeah. The, the, the the qualifying was five minutes ski erg for max distance. That was your, that was your qualifying to get into the next day. And they took the top 120 male athletes and the top 120 female athletes from who were in the country who did that into the next day. And, and you'd also be happy to, to know that the first event of the next day was a 10 minute row for distance. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was. Um, I was surprised. It, there's a lot of time to doubt yourself in 10 minutes on a rowing machine.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and, and a lot of people did. But I yeah, think one of, one of the debates before, like, obviously skier is, is not something that, I mean, it's not something that we have in our gym, and, and it's not something that people have a lot of exposure on, but the biggest debate... Because of what you said was the monitor is very similar, what should I be doing my 500 splits at? So what, what? do you see much of a variance there, or is there a formula, or is it just straight the same?
1: Well, we're going to have more data as it goes on because, you know, we have our extensive online logbook for both rowing and skiing now. So yep. eventually we'll have enough data points where we can say, you know, of the hundreds of thousands or whatever of scores that have been submitted, you know, this is what we see. You know, it's kind of anecdotal here what we see in our gym. Yeah. Um, what I think for me, you know, with my background being more power sports and yeah. not being a really tall guy, um, you know, my times are pretty close. And I've even done a marathon on both. You know, my marathon time on a rower and my marathon time on the skier was relatively close. I mean, it was within 20 minutes. Um, right. it, it, was, it was horrible. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, the shorter the distance, the kind of closer it is. Um, and then, of course, technique. There's a, it's The skier is still so new yeah. that, like, we don't have skier classes, you know. So yeah. once yeah. people realize that how to get the full effect of, A, their body weight, how do they actually do the air squat to, to use their body
0: weight,
1: yeah. their shoulder integrity, and the hip power, which – one of the reasons I like the skier is that, you know, so the rowing machine is that powerful hip opening yeah, and the skier complements it with a powerful hip closing. Yeah. So they work really well together as well.
0: What possessed you to do a marathon on the skier?
1: Like almost everything else, being the guy here that does a lot of the competitions and stuff, I must get three or four emails a day of people saying, Greg, try this, or right. try this, or this is what I got. <laughs> and this is coming from Jim Jones guy's, CrossFit guys, Nordic ski racers, and there's actually like a week after the skier was released, there was a guy in Connecticut, a crossfitter, said, I'm going to do a marathon, and he did it, and he posted his time online, yeah. and then he challenged me to do it, and I'm like, well, I can't not do it once you get challenged, you know, and so <laughs> I did it, and this was like when it first came out, and actually, it's on YouTube, if you put in, I think it's like skiered marathon Greg Hammond on there. It was my first attempt. I hung a camelback from the top of it. And I think overall, I weighed myself in the video. I think I lost 10 pounds in three hours, two hours and 55 minutes or something like that.
0: And that's how long it took you, three hours or two hours, 55 minutes?
1: Yeah, it's something like that. i tell you the truth, I haven't done it again. I felt like your endurance coach, when he said after he did his Ironman, yeah. he's like, well, that was good, but I think I'm done. And when I walked away from that, I'm like, yep, never do that again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> talk, about, talk about that a, a, a little bit. The, I mean, the, the pain or the soreness that you get, obviously, from, from, from the row machine and from the skier is, is completely different. A lot of, I mean, you, you spoke about the upper body, the lower body difference there, but Mate, your arms must have been absolutely fried for a good few days after that.
1: You know, it's funny. Um, when you get the technique down on the skier, you really don't use your arms all that much other than to connect yourself, your torso, to the handles. Right. Uh, one of the big problems or mistakes you'll have with the skier is they, they think of it as like a tricep extension yes. machine. Yeah. Um, and that's where, you know, you go, just like anything else, you, you want to use the large larger muscle groups and avoid the smaller ones, especially on a longer event like that. So once you get the angle of your arm kind of correct, it's more about really rhomboids and core and quad. And for me, what was sore was my traps, yeah. my upper shoulders, and then my butt because, in you know, in a marathon, yeah. you're doing a lot of air squats, yeah. you know, yeah. mini air squats, three-quarter squats um, while you're on the skier. Trying to get the most out of using your body weight to accelerate the flywheel, as opposed to your muscles. Yeah. So, um,
0: yeah. but yeah,
1: I mean, actually, it's been long enough now. It's almost time to maybe give it another go.
0: <laughs> well, don't don't be surprised if you get a few hours after the show to challenge you to do that.
1: Again. Yeah, right.
0: right. <laughs> a little bit of a joke for the people. Talk, talk us through, because I think, I think this is where, well, this is definitely where I see some of the biggest issues. We, we've spoken about that upper body, lower body split on the skier. What about on the rowing machine? I mean, this, this movement, loads of legs, and then the upper body comes into it later on. But generally, we see people just absolutely creaming their bat, reaching as far forward as they can, and just yanking with the whole of the upper body, which is considerably smaller as, as muscle groups than, than, than the legs and the butt. So, what have you got to tell us about that?
1: Well, and, and you're right. And so I've seen, you know, a huge progression. And, um, you know, with social media these days, I almost feel bad because a lot of these people who are going all out in these competitions never really rode before, never really got coached. And then yeah. the on-water rowing community just hammers them on their poor technique. yeah,
0: um,
1: And yet they can't pull the scores that some of these people are doing with this poor technique. yeah. Um, what it comes from is, um, so everyone kind of knows that rowing especially favors a taller athlete because it's literally on each longer levers, you're going further down the rail. So every stroke you're going a little bit further than say somebody with like myself with short legs. And so they're like, well, if that's true and I lay way, way back and I pull this thing to my chin, I'm essentially going to be a taller person, which is a horrible idea. Yeah. Um, but we saw it when I was at the games, uh, the CrossFit games, the first year in Aromas or second year in Aromas, everybody pulled to their chin
0: yeah
1: and um you know that's just because they hadn't used the machine before and that was their their thought process which you know isn't isn't too much of a stretch other than the fact that we stress body position and when you have that excessive layback you're putting yourself in an awkward body position for the next stroke and really rowing is a series of strokes yeah um and it's getting better every year It's also, for some reason, they don't necessarily, people don't go to our website to get technique. They, they go on YouTube, and there's just as many bad videos on technique on YouTube as good ones, and they kind of need to filter it out. And that's kind of like where we come in, and we can kind of try and help. Um, uh, Miko Salo, who's huge into both the skier and the rower, put out this awesome video for Rogue, and showed him on the rowing machine. And he had this weird pause at his thighs. He would do a stroke. He'd pause at his thighs and yeah. go for another stroke. And, you know, it's his, he rose really well, and it's not that bad. But because of that video, the next year I saw everybody pausing at their thighs. And I asked them why, and they said, because Miko does it. And I'm <laughs> like, well, since then, Miko's gotten better, and nobody else has switched. So yeah. um, it's kind of interesting. It's it's coming along, but it's a slow process.
0: Is it? Do you see that as 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 counterintuitive? I mean, it, it it works it works for Miko, but I mean, one one of the things like like you've rightly said is that the the wrong machine is a, is a test of efficiency, and the way to make it move efficient for 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 the period that you're on it is to keep the wheel moving, right?
1: Um, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And that's and and you get it, uh, but a lot of people look at it as a series of deadlifts as yeah. opposed to what it is, which is keeping the flywheel moving at an efficient pace over a certain amount of time.
0: But at the same time, as well as, as, as we've spoken about, we're using these machines a lot in, in functional training in CrossFit, row five meters or, or row 1K, and then do, I mean, use box jumps as an example. It could be any number of different exercises. Surely there's an argument as well for, getting that stroke rate per minute as low as possible because now I'm doing less squats on the machine. If if I look at a rowing machine as squats, I'm i ne- I'm now doing a lot less. I mean, I I don't know, this is this it's it's a big argument and, and, and I'm kind of I'm half with Miko on it and, and I'm I'm half laying down and, and, and falling asleep off the back of it sometimes when I'm rowing for an hour and stuff like that and then and I'm at sixteen to seventeen strokes a minute. And then when I really, you know, when we're we're, we're trying to go a bit faster, maybe over five hundred meters, I'm at thirty strokes a minute. So there's that there's that disparity there as well, isn't there? We're, we're seeing that across the board well, as well.
1: The difference is though too is that if you want a slow stroke rate, but you want to keep the same split time, yeah. you're ex- you're still putting out the same amount of effort with your quads. Right. Um, you know, so stroke rating is um, is another you know big thing with drag factor what what we've seen in the past with crossfit and um i would love to see them start putting us at the end of wads usually it's it's uh they put the rowing in first and it's yeah. kind of like a pre-exhaust basically we're gonna people are kind of sandbagging the row because they're yeah. gonna need it for cleans or yeah. whatever later if we really want to do and believe me knowing dave castro he thinks like this if we really wanted people to suffer yeah we would put the rower at the end because you would be spent and you'd yeah. go down and you'd sit on that rowing machine and you'd mm. say, i got to row a 2K now. Yeah. And we, we will see tanks so empty, people will fall off. <laughs> I mean, I mean he, it's he, just, that's what happens.
0: He, he tried to do that at regionals this year with the 50s workout, but he made it so hard and the time cap a little bit short that only the, only the real top athletes actually got back on the row. But that's exactly what we saw, wasn't it? When they, when they, they started with 50 cows on the row, went through a load, of, a, lo- a load of horror and then came back for another 50 cows on the row. And they were quite different people when they jumped back on that rowing machine, weren't they? Oh,
1: I loved it. So I was at the New England regionals and so I you know, none of the nice perks of being with the Concept Two guys you get to be very close to the action. Yeah. In the first row I'm looking at these splits going this is amazing this is great by the time the guys came back it could have been your 60 year old mother <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they were just they're just trying to struggle for as many calories as they could get and yeah. they don't turn over as quick so it was a mental thing for them you know when you're fresh you can get those calories to click over maybe one a stroke yes. you know one and a quarter strokes so when they came back they're pulling three strokes, thinking the monitor was broken because nothing was changing.
0: <laughs> so. It's carnage. I mean, we've see, we've seen the boundaries set set quite high on, on on sort of endurance on on these machines. You've you've yourself told us that you've done done marathon on on both of them. We've seen in the CrossFit Games, we've seen that half marathon. I think same as same as like you said earlier when 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 Miko was pulling a certain style, everyone was pulling it yep. when. Half marathon was in the CrossFit Games. Within a month, I think about half of the world or half of the CrossFit world or more had done a half marathon yeah, that but,
1: was amazing
0: yeah, that was pretty cool <laughs> yeah it was, it, it was very cool i mean you guys did an amazing job of, of 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 setting that up and it was it was it was good to see so many rows and so many people suffering in one room that's for sure yeah but what what there must be some stuff that's out there some real ugly workouts or some stuff that people have sent through to you that you've just gone not in this lifetime i'd want to do and, and probably got around to doing it at some stage or the other can you share any of those with us
1: well, yeah. I mean, it's the funny thing is, is that with the rowing machine and the skier yeah. there, you know, you can get pain on both ends of the spectrum and they're going to be a little bit different. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, because when I first started working here, um, I was actually part of about 10 guys that we were test rowers and we right. and believe it or not, every machine is still test rowed by a human in the building. And you had to pull, you know, I think it was a 136 for four strokes to check vibration and all that stuff. So right. we were pretty fit and all pretty young. So we would challenge each other to what we used to call testosterone rowing, <laughs> and it was um, and it was 500 meter fly and dies, and you could call anybody out at any time. Right. And we would do it so hard that I actually would rather have, do a 10k for time than a 500 meter because it hurts so bad. Um, it really depends on on your background and what you think of, you know, what you want to feel for that, for that pain. When you do a marathon, it's not necessarily, it's a different kind of pain. It's more about you're just sitting for so long, your butt hurts, your hands hurt, Um, you know, you're dehydrated. It's more about fueling, but the shorter distance stuff, you know, is, is just brutal on, on people. Uh, I I say my, probably my claim to fame within CrossFit is I've probably made more elite athletes cry than anybody else because after that half marathon, I had some of the women you know, that did it, they had ice bags in their shorts, they were crying, <laughs> they, were, they were rolling on the floor and I'm like, I wonder if they all hate me yeah. you know, and I didn't have anything to do with it. I just set the machines up. That was it.
0: <laughs> so it, what, it wasn't your idea. But what, when you, how did that go down? I mean, you must have got a call saying I need, I mean, how, how, many, how many machines were there in that room at the same time, for there must be like a hundred, over a hundred machines.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, there was over a hundred machines, and what's nice is because, you know, I'm I'm I train out of a CrossFit, and you know, one of my good friends got second this year, Matt Fraser, and stuff. Yeah. So what's nice about it is, I don't have to worry about anything. Rogue equipment brings all the rowers, right? So they can they can keep it a secret to everybody here at Concept Two as yeah. well, which is nice. So yeah. you know, people don't go out there thinking that you can. You know, hit me up and get secret right. information or anything like that because I really don't know either until I'm there. Yeah, for the most part, and then I'll get the tap on the shoulder and someone will say, "Hey, you know, Castro wants to talk to you or something like that." and yeah. I know it's time to go to work. <laughs> um, but that we actually because of the venue racing that we used, that big screen that showed the boats. Yeah, we actually did know about three, four days in advance so we could bring all the cabling and and stuff like that. And actually, I was kind of against it at first. I thought it was going to be incredibly boring for spectators and whatnot um, just because of the sheer length of the event. But I was completely wrong. I mean, people were really into it. And then being in a velodrome, you get that cool kind of um, gladiator-type feel to it. Yeah. So it was actually great. And like you said, I was blown away. I figured that would scare people away from the rower. But instead, I – saw on facebook and got emails and stuff saying hey we're doing it in my box today you know we got yeah. half the half of my clientele is doing a half marathon today and they really wanted to see what it felt like which was really cool
0: yeah i mean that's one of the things i was going to say i i think some you know we we use 500 we use 1k we use 2k, probably not as often as we should do with, with, within CrossFit. I know that's what, obviously, the world records are based on, like you said, and, and what people should really be gunning for. But we don't, you know, then the 5k, then 10k to go, people going more than 10k has been, until then, very seldom, really. I mean, people just didn't do it, did they? And then, and then they're hopping on a machine and they're saying, I'm going to run, I'm going to row half a marathon. Okay, I'm going to row a marathon on this machine, you know, and, and, yeah. and, 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 and endure the pain. Do you think, do you think it's, a have you run a Have you run a marathon?
1: Yeah, and it, I've, I've done one marathon. I'm a big one and done guy, so right. I was able to do a 3:29 running marathon. Wow! And I would rather row two rowing machine marathons in a day say, before i do yeah. that again
0: <laughs> really so so there, there's a lot of encouragement for the folks that it a rowing a whole marathon is a lot easier than than, than running a marathon our, our endurance coach neil won't be too happy with you saying that and, until we get a fully sanctioned rowing marathon over here in dubai that's for sure what
1: well i mean he'll agree too it's just it's just the pounding uh, yeah like for me in a running marathon it was more about the abuse on the body and the nice thing about the rowing machine and that's why like when we do you know, crash bees, we actually have a 90 plus age group because you can literally row hard with intensity to any age. Cause you don't have a lot of the injuries you're going to get from impact and just yeah. pounding your joints yeah. and things like that. Yeah.
0: And I mean, that's, that's where these machines are, are, are awesome as well, because there is really no, Unless you're really acting like an idiot on one and, 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 and really put it, <laughs> yeah. well, you know, and I, I've seen it now. No, least...
1: I see it. People send me videos <laughs> yeah, all the time. Yeah.
0: Funny but you're not, you're not putting your, your body under as much stress or, or you, you are putting your body under stress, but you're, you're not exposing yourself to that, like you say, that constant pounding that we see in running. So it's, uh, I, I, I think if I was on a desert island, concept two machine and, and, and an area to do burpees would probably be the only two things that I need to, to keep myself sane for a little while.
1: Yeah. I was going to say when you said it, the, the, one of the worst workouts, and it seems very simple. And I think like a lot of functional training, you know, the ones that look easy on the whiteboard are the ones yeah. that get you. We were working with the Marine Corps uh, when they were kind of thinking about instituting um, combat conditioning, I guess they were calling it. And so I was working out with a bunch of CrossFitting Marines, and we're like, we're going to go um, 150 meters on the rower, 15 thrusters. I think it was only like. It wasn't even 135, and they yeah. we are going to do that for 10 rounds. It was the worst workout I've ever done, and it's the only one where I've actually thrown up. Something about rowing and that thruster movement. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can go dumb really quick.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a fair. It's a fair few movements there, but uh, yeah, the combination is is not too nice at all. What's the? I mean, when when you look at concept two and and the future. Can we expect, I mean, you guys have, have stayed very true to your roots. The machine hasn't changed a lot, but can we expect any more products from you? Any stuff that's going to be, you know, on the same sort of level when, when we think of SkiErg or, or the rowing machine, we think of just great pain. Can, can we expect any more of those? Do you think there's, there's something else out there that you guys can, can, can come up with?
1: I can honestly say like not not right now. We really believe in the 2 products we have now, so I could see us improving on what we already have and we've already made the, the new version of the skier just came out. Yeah. And a new version of the monitor, the PM five just came out. Um, you know, we're a small enough company uh where we want to do what we do better than anybody else. Right. And you know, sometimes you start getting expanding too much and you kinda lose the roots. Yeah. So I don't see it I don't see it really happening. I mean we're really lucky in that everyone here believes in our products and yeah. you know, if we can't do something great, yeah. we're not gonna do it.
0: Yeah, so. Absolutely. No, that's fair enough. If you've got something that's that that's not broken then then don't fix it. What can you say to people people are listening in, not really had much exposure to to these machines? What would be your couple of bits of advice for them?
1: Um the big thing is is uh, to well, at least I'll break it down to somebody who's just looking for fitness. I mean, it's one of the easiest things to just get on and do, and it will improve your fitness and very little risk, you know, as far as you know pounding on your body and things like that. It's perfect.
0: yeah,
1: one thing I'd like to see with some of the competitive athletes that use it is to treat it like they would treat their Olympic lifts or anything else where they actually practice the movement as opposed yeah. to just yeah. doing it when it's programmed. yeah, um you know, everyone says, oh. I want you to work with me on my rowing. And I'm like, yeah, I'll work with you on your rowing. But how much are you willing to practice it when right. you're not actually competing and a lot of times you're like well i'm working on this other stuff first and i'm like well if you're not going to practice what i teach you yeah it really isn't going to help you much you really got to spend time not pulling huge numbers yeah. but just getting the body mechanics down um the muscle memory so that when you do have to go hard things just don't fall apart that's yeah. what i'd like to have people do
0: yeah and i mean that that's the thing as well it's a lot of people look at movements within a workout in in a crossfit workout and say oh that's an easy movement i'm good at that I think when rowing comes up, everyone's like, oh, shock, horror. It's really tough. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hurt, you know, whereas, in fact, it could be a part of a workout if you've got it, if you've got it down that, you know, you're going to be super efficient on and you can recover and, and, and then get back into those 15 thrusters for 10
1: rounds. And, and, you know, we see a lot too. Like with Rich Froning, you know, I, we talked to Rich quite a bit and yeah. Kalipa and those guys. One of the things that they've done over the years is like, Rich this whole last year was doing 10 kilometers a day every morning rowing 10 kilometers and so rowing is is not an intimidating thing for Rich and and Kaliba because they they do it a lot and setting that, they have that base, they know the machine but I mean there can't be 2% of of these competitors that are doing 10 K a day. I mean, maybe not even 1%, um, but it really does, really does pay dividends.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Greg, listen, we really, really appreciate your time. There's, there's some awesome information there for the folks. The concept Two website is, you've alluded to it. It's a fantastic resource. Uh, people should definitely hop over there and and it's simply concept com, right?
1: It's concept com. Yep. That's, that's it. Uh, we also, you know, of course, Facebook, um, I kind of have my own, where I kind of work with kind of the markets that I work with more closely. You know, on Twitter, it's it's concept two, and then MX MMA, and that's only because before all of this, I worked with action sports athletes, so right. it stands for motocross and mixed martial arts. There we go. Uh, so- concept two mx mma and then um i'm on facebook as well and don't be shy as far as if anyone needs information from concept two you have several ways to get a hold of us and we all use it and we all love talking to people so absolutely you do
0: and 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 i know you you always you guys always respond to any to any tweets or, or or any social media that's out there and everyone's interested in sharing workouts and, and you guys put some out as well so if folks want to interact I'm, sh- I'm sure you'll carry on that that interaction with them so which is which is fantastic greg from concept two thank you so much for your time thanks for coming on the podcast and if there are any ugly workouts out there that you get sent why don't you just tweet them up and 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 <laughs> maybe we'll try and give them a go some stage
1: I know you're good for it. I've seen you. You're good at you're good at our product. So yeah, you'll you'll be first on the list.
0: We we'll, uh, yeah, we like I, I don't know we we we, we <laughs> like to, we like to use them for uh, I, I I don't know. I mean it's 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 a machine that, that we've used to to learn a lot and, and it fits in with our brand. It's a lot of a lot of mental strength comes from using Concept Two. So absolutely, we we will never turn down a, a rowing workout. And I think we'll have to get a get a few skiogs into our gym as well. That's that sounds like a, another level of pain that we could get involved in shortly so greg I
1: love it, marcus i appreciate it
0: thanks a lot for your time mate we uh, we really appreciate it thank you all right goodbye cheers bye. thanks a lot for tuning into this episode of the podcast and i really do hope you've enjoyed it thanks also to greg for his well, some crazy ideas that he had there. Of course, if you want to ask Greg any questions, or if you have any questions or comments, you can leave them in the comments section of this post, innerfight.com slash podcast 153 or mailers winning at innerfight.com. Please also take a moment to hop over and rate the podcast in iTunes. Until next time, take care of yourselves.